0: Hi, this is Elliot Fisherman, and welcome to the June 2015 CTSS quiz. June means it's warm weather, and it also means six months have passed since we started 2015. So I have for you 10 outstanding cases. Hopefully you got them all right, but more importantly, hopefully you learned something from each case. So why don't we get started? This is an interesting case. What's the best diagnosis? So I'm giving you a coronal and a sagittal view, or sort of an off sagittal view, you see the patient has dilated bowel. And I always make the point that the best way to evaluate bowel is in a coronal plane. And when you follow the bowel downward, you follow it to the right lower quadrant. And what do you see? There's a hernia. You can see the hernia loop and you can see it's obstructed. You can see just beyond it, it's narrowed and this is the cause of the patient's bowel obstruction. Now, sometimes they can reduce these at the bedside, but almost invariably the patient needs to go to surgery, which was the case here. This is not a small bowel ileus. Again, we look for the site of obstruction. We could think about adhesions, that's the most common cause of obstruction, 75% of cases. You can think about a tumor, that's also not uncommon, but a few percent of cases. But in this case, we followed it down and the patient has an inguinal hernia and that was the cause of obstruction. This patient was post Whipple's procedure and I'm asking what is the most likely diagnosis? Well, you see a large mass in the liver but it's not your typical low density metastasis. It kind of looks mottled and it's really large. There's a halo around it. So you could think about a liver metastasis but it doesn't have the typical look, a large mat, solitary. And I said the patient is post-whipples and it's a little bit of pleural effusion, so it's only a couple weeks post-whipples. Infarcts tend to be wedge-shaped and low-density, bilomas a fluid density. When you see this model-type appearance, yes, you can think about a metastasis. I can't argue with that, but you better be thinking about an abscess. And in post-operative patients, abscesses are always something you need to think about. And this was an abscess in a post-whipples patient. Abscesses are not uncommon. They're not common in post Whipple's patients, but they do occur and it's something to think about. Sometimes they're smaller and I've seen them confused with metastasis. This patient had a partial nephrectomy for renal cell carcinoma, so what's the best diagnosis? If you look, I'm giving you arterial and venous phase imaging and what you see in the arterial phase imaging a little over a sonometer hypervascular zone which you then see washing out. Now, one could argue this is tumor recurrence, but it's almost too bright, though vascular renal cells are a thought. Could it be a normal post-op change? No way, no how. Could it be an abscess? Well, you typically see low density at an ablation site, and you could think about abscesses, but the real issue is this enhancement. And yes, although it could be tumor recurrence, it would be a very unusual pattern for tumor recurrence, and it's also almost too bright. This was a pseudoaneurysm, the surgical margin. If you're uncertain, obviously, you have more images than I'm showing you than these two. You could look at the 3D, and you would have seen the pseudoaneurysm. You would have seen the communication with a vessel. This is a gated CT of the chest, patient had chest pain, and you can see the ascending aorta is dilated. What you do see that's most important is look at the aortic valve. Now, on gated acquisitions, we can always see or almost always see the valve well. Most cases, we see a nice tricuspid valve. In this case you see a bicuspid valve, classic configuration on the coronal view, classic configuration on the axial view, a beautiful bicuspid valve, they're more common in patients with coarctation of the aorta. Patients with bicuspid valves develop aortic stenosis earlier, they develop aortic valvular calcifications earlier due to turbulent flow. I don't see any calcifications yet but beautiful example of a bicuspid valve. Now this case i 'm showing you a mass i 'm asking for the best diagnosis when you look at it quickly or not so quickly we have non contrast and delayed phase imaging i didn 't show you the other phases, but it 's the same information there 's a lesion in the left kidney, and you could think about an abscess I guess if the patient was febrile and I guess you could think about a carcinoma or even an oncocytoma because maybe a washed out carcinomas you know, papillary renal cell, but even a clear cell could wash out. But when you look very hard, look at about six o'clock in the images and what you see dead center in the kidney within the mass or a suspected mass is a low-density zone which when you measure was fat. And this is a wonderful example of a patient who presented to us with suspected renal cell and we saw the fat and that makes the diagnosis a renal angiomylipoma. Now, sometimes with myelopalipomas, it's a very easy diagnosis. patient has lots of fat, but sometimes you may see this case, minimal fat. And in that situation, you can make a home run diagnosis and really save the patient a lot of grief. This case I'm asking you what's the right adrenal mass? Well you look at it, it's cystic. It looks like water density and has a septation and faint calcification. Now could it be an adrenal cyst? It's a possibility. They cysts sometimes have septations, usually not calcified. Adrenal hematoma is a possibility. They can be cystic, you know, old hematomas with rim-like calcification. This is not going to be a carcinoma. I wouldn't worry about that. If I told you Theo, I wouldn't worry about that either. Then I put down an adrenal lymphangioma. What the heck is that? Well, Steve Rowe just wrote an article. It's impressed From Us, AJR, which shows this case amongst many others. Think of a cystic lesion, often with septation, but with a rim-like calcification. Although a hematoma is a possibility, you have to think about a lymphangioma, and this was an adrenal lymphangioma, which is a benign lesion. We've now gotten good at making the diagnosis, cystic lesion, four to seven centimeters, wall calcification, maybe a thin septation. They look benign, and you don't need to do anything about them. This patient was in a bike accident, fell off the bike, and had chest pain, and uh, rule out fracture. Well, what do we see? I'm giving you an axial image, and I'm giving you a 3D from above. And what you quickly see is the left clavicle is positioned posteriorly. You can see in the axials, it comes very close to the left uh, carotid and subclavian vessels. And I don't see a fracture, so there was no fracture. And we don't see an anterior sternoclinal sternoclavicular joint dislocation. And I don't see any vascular injury per se. The best answer is B, posterior sternoclavicular joint dislocation. Now, posterior joint dislocations are the trickiest. They're easy to miss sometimes. But more importantly, you can see how close the clavicle comes to the vessels. It's very easy to get Uh, vascular involvement so if you did a non-contrast CT you better do a contrast scan to make certain there's no vascular involvement. This patient abdominal pain and weight loss and when you look at the level of the ligament of trites you see a mass It looks like there's an ulceration in the coronal view what could this be? Well the truth is it could be lymphoma it could be carcinoma theoretically it could be metastasis like melanoma Probably unlikely a just tumor. This is not Crohn's disease, and this is not Salmonella enteritis, which gives thickened folds. This is a mass. When you look at it, the bulkiness—it's hard to say A or B. I think I see, in proximal duodena, more commonly adenocarcinoma. Adenocarcinoma is more infiltrating, as in this case, and so this was a small bowel adenocarcinoma. However, if you said lymphoma, just on two slides, you don't see a lot of nodes, but. I'd be hard-pressed to say you were wrong, so I'm going with B, but if you got A, you would be good in my book. This is a four-month-old, and there was a palpable right upper quadrant mass, and you see the mass. What is it? It's a large mass. And the question, the typical question when you look at a lesion in this location, is it liver? Is it kidney or is it adrenal? And every once in a while, it's just simply retroperitoneal mass pushing in. Now you'll notice the right kidney is pushed down. The liver is elevated. It's not coming from either of these organs. So now you say to yourself, what could this be? Is it kidney or adrenal? Well, you look at all of the images and you recognize this was kidney. Then you gotta say, what could it be in a four month old? You don't need to think too much neuroblastoma, neuroblastoma most commonly under age 2. is a classic diagnosis. Over age 2 we're thinking more Wilms but this is not intrarenal, this is suprarenal, pushing on the kidney. Classic wonderful example of uh, an adrenal neuroblastoma. This patient was febrile and I want to show you this case. We don't see this too often but it's a critical case. Look at the pelvis, look at the bladder on the axial and coronals. You see the air outlining the bladder? This is a home run diagnosis for emphyseminous cystitis. Emphyseminous cystitis is an emergency. It's most common in patients who are diabetic, poorly controlled diabetes. Uh, cystectomy used to be the study that was done next. The patient went right to the OR, and still often cystectomy is done. People have tried m- medical management in some of the sicker patients. That's really a challenge. Uh, You can see air in the bladder from a colofessal fistula. You can see air in the bladder from acute cystitis. This is not a bladder cancer. Typically, uh, when you see air in the wall, you got to think about emphyseminous uh, cystitis. The same principle holds for the stomach and for the small bowel and for the colon. It's probably least common in bladder. Again, it's usually a debilitated patient, usually a diabetic, commonly from nursing home. So always look very carefully. Well, that's 10 cases and that means my time is up and that means I'll see you next month and we'll see you on CTS, CTSS later today. Catch you later. Bye.